This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Beckett's patents do. Uh, welcome to it. We've been discussing Donald Trump a bit today. Um, wow. A lot. I'll tell you something. I don't know if there's anything more frustrating in life than Donald Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really are. I once thought it was Barack Obama supporters, and it once was. And he also was once Ron Paul supporters. Yes, it, yeah, that's right. At one point. That's right. Mm-hmm. These supporters have surpassed them all because we expect a little more from them. Uh, and because, unlike Ron Paul, he is so inconsistent on everywhere he's been and everywhere he's going and everywhere he is, he was somewhere else before. And he'll be somewhere else later. Um, it's, it's really, really mind-numbing. Really mind-numbing. I mean, it's unbelievable. Listen, we were told by a uh, Trump supporter today, listen to the Holy Spirit. Well, I have listened to the Holy Spirit <laughs> And he's not telling me to vote for Donald Trump, I'll tell you that, right, right now. The problem with, I think, a lot of Trump supporters no. is they think the Holy Spirit is Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Um, and they worship him right. as such. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, it, it's, mean, it, it, it's unreal. And I love people who are like, oh, well, you guys just want to, you're taking this Trump thing to make money. First of all, mm, to no. make money, usually you befriend billionaires. <laughs> that, that's right. a one tactic to make money. You don't <laughs> antagonize them constantly. Mm-hmm. Secondly... Uh, the, the thing that we do to make money, at least uh, I'm speaking only for myself here, the only thing that we do to make money, and that means like ra- generally speaking sort of like ratings and everything else, is talk about other things. If it was just cause related right now, the only thing I would talk about is Donald Trump right now. <laughs> because it is by far the most important thing going on right now. We are a couple weeks away mm-hmm. from an election in which we will have no choice There will be a progressive versus a progressive. That is the worst possible situation for this country to go into. And in addition to that, it's the only thing of all the issues we talk about that conservatives can control by themselves. We don't need any help from liberals. We don't need Chuck Schumer to come on board. We don't need um, uh, uh, New York to change their vote. 
Conservatives by themselves can solve this. And as of right now, they have not done it. And, you know, we've got a few more weeks where this is literally the only thing we should be talking about. The only thing we should be talking about is telling you how good other candidates are and how bad Donald Trump is. Mm. If, if all I cared about was that, that's all we would do. However, we do have a show to do, and, and occasionally we should probably go on to other topics. Um, but that's just because we have a dual purpose here on this program uh, and on the radio show, which is we try to do our best to inform and, and, and you know, promote conservative values and tell you the things that we believe are true as we understand them. In addition to that, we're supposed to have a show in which you laugh occasionally and have a good time listening to and don't want to turn off every 10 seconds. Have you looked at the show sheet yet? What we're starting off with? Well, yeah, what's the, we're doing one segment on Trump, but I'm not, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, 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 honestly, like, to me, the right thing to do in, in my soul is to sit here and tell you about how bad Donald Trump is as right. a candidate every day for every break. Um, and the person who called him is like, oh, you're the ringleader. I, I don't think that's necessarily true, but I wear that proudly. <laughs> uh, if I can stand up at the end of my life and say uh, that I, I stood up against Donald Trump, who would be a horrific president, if he'd ever make it there, his numbers indicate that's not really possible if he wins the nomination. But if he were to make it there, um, he would be a terrible president, as bad as any president you've ever dealt with, including Barack Obama, including Bill Clinton, including Jimmy Carter. He's that bad because he has no grounding in the Constitution, no grounding in the founding principles of this country. He doesn't give a rat's anus about the Constitution. Right. And it's everyone's like, well, care. all these policies care. that are to the left of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton that he supported in his life, those are a long time ago. Who's to say that he couldn't change those at any, at any mm -hmm. moment? Mm -hmm. um, and who's to say that you believe him now? You've well, got to believe what... that he's changed all these policies. You have to, try, you have to hope that the things he hasn't clarified yet that will come out on the conservative side. And right. you have to uh, 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 kind of accept all these liberal policies that he still continues to this day to support. Yeah. Things like affirmative action, things like uh, eminent domain. Um, and we've rattled off these a hundred times, but it's like that is normally these things are out of our control. This is the one time this is actually in our control. All we have to do is not vote for the worst candidate out of 17 that have presented themselves. Uh, and so far, that's not, not what's going on. It, what's Except in Iowa. Most, uh, the most amazing part of this, maybe, it, to me, is, is evangelicals supporting him. And I, how, do you, how are evangelicals thinking this guy has any kind of religiosity? I, I don't get it. What, what have you ever you heard from him, through him in a that second? leads you to believe he's a super Christian guy? Hey, uh, what are you talking about? I, I guess because they buy into things like he said to J uh, Jake Tapper on CNN yesterday. That Months ago, something like this. when you said that you've never asked God for forgiveness, do you, do you regret making that remark? No, I have great relationship with God. I have great relationship with uh, the evangelicals. In fact, nationwide, I'm, I'm up by a lot. I'm leading everybody. But I like to be good. I don't like to have to ask for forgiveness. And I am good. I don't do a lot of things that are bad. I try and do nothing that's bad. I live a very different life than probably a lot of people would think. And hmm. I, have a very great, I have a very great relationship with God. And... I have a very great relationship with the evangelicals, and I think that's why I'm doing so well with Iowa. I'm leading a very good life. I try to lead a good life, and, uh -huh. and I have. And frankly, okay. um, the reason I'm doing so well in Iowa and leading the polls, including the CNN poll, where I'm 33 to 20 in Iowa, 
Uh, that's a, and by the way, one of the things that I didn't like that Ted Cruz did last night, he said, oh, he's doing so well in the polls. He's not doing so well in the polls because nationally he's not doing well. New Hampshire is doing very poorly. You guys go back and forth on leading in, in Iowa, just in Iowa. Yeah, the, the, the CNN poll, oh by the way, 33 mm. to 20 poll, because that was a poll. Mm -hmm. uh, where was it? Uh, 33 to 20. That's that was national. A, that was that was a poll taken between November 28th and December 6th. Was it really? How is wow. he citing that poll for now? Was it really? Because this is only one with a big lead. Yep. Wow. Um, and since then, wow. he's lost about 80 percent of the polls, 70, 80 percent of the polls. I yeah, say. he'll never talk about that, though, because no. he's a lion sack of crap. <laughs> but I mean, but, an evangelical <laughs> who looks at this, an interview like this, it's not to say when you say, mm. hey, um, you know, have you ever asked for forgiveness? No, I live a good life. Mm -hmm. That's not what that question is. The, the question is, do you recognize that you're imperfect? That's and really what that not. question is. He's right? such a like, narcissist. He right. believes he doesn't need forgiveness. Yeah. He's so wonderful in every way that he doesn't need forgiveness from God. That is unbelievable. Right, and that's like, that's the fundamental... Like, it's actually mm. so tone-deaf to people who are religious. Because, like, if you say to somebody, like, uh, like what he's trying to say is, people think I'm a bad guy, but I'm not a bad guy. I do a lot of good things. When you're talking about asking forgiveness from God, what you're talking about is, do you, are you a perfect being? Because the point of that is, everyone who is imperfect needs to get uh, 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 forgiveness from God. And everyone is imperfect. That's the fundamental basis of that line of thought. Instead, what he says is, no, I'm, I'm really good, so why would I ask? Like, that just is a complete lack of familiarity with the, with the doctrine, with Christianity. With Christianity. It's, like, it's like trying to talk to someone mm -hmm. about sports who watches every fourth Super Bowl. And it's like, well, I mean, will they know there's players on the field that kick a little ball that's sort of oblong and leather? Okay. But they're not going to be able to get into any detail with you because they don't care about it at all. That's Donald Trump with religion. He knows it exists. He's been to church a couple of times. The church Super Bowl, it's Christmas. He says he goes on Christmas. I guess maybe he goes to the World Series on Easter. But really, that's about it. And he has the familiarity where he goes into the building but doesn't absorb it. Well, he's got a lot of Bibles that people send. People I send him that. Bibles all the time. I've and that, he yeah. keeps them in a very special place. Well, you can't keep them in his apartment. We've got this beautiful apartment no, here in Manhattan. No, he's got a beautiful part, uh, apartment in Manhattan with the, only like 85,000 square feet. You can't. There's you no can't room. keep them there. There's no room. So he's got a special place for the Bibles. And he puts them in a very special place. And uh, <laughs> now he, he never says he reads it. But no. the Bible is his favorite book, he says. And then he was asked to, okay, well, you know, give us one one verse that you think is particularly good. Yeah, I'm not going to do that because that's too personal. Is it or you just don't know one verse in the Bible? That is my real strong guess and hunch and suspicion that he doesn't. But, you know, that's between him and God. However, yeah, yeah. he's using it to try to get elected. So it's worth it to kind of... Go through it. And he used, this is what he does with everything. He used 9-11 to try to right. fend off this attack. And then he tweeted out a photo of him, uh, of just the towers burning and, and you know, the, the sort of exoskeleton oh, standing geez, up there. He said, is really? this the New York that uh, Ted Cruz hates so mm. much? And uh, first of all, I retweeted the picture of him laughing with Hillary Clinton at their wedding and said, no, this is the one actually he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. Uh, yeah. But besides that, it, you know, Donald Trump, 
a week a, a week after 9/11, so September 18th, 2001, he was bashing the buildings as not being nice. Um, they're like, oh well, I can't remember the exact quote. It was something like, you know, look, those buildings just became great buildings after they collapsed. Now, this is not a guy who, you know, it's, it's not that he roots for 9/11 by any means, but he, you know, he's not a guy who sat there and thought deeply about the. The, you know, the value and struggle of New York in that way. He was not in the moment he wasn't doing that. Now, retroactively, when he can use it to his advantage, he uses it. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about because the callers kept accusing uh, us of not of hating Donald Trump. And, you know, I'm quite the opposite. My life is filled with I love. I mean, you know, he was like one of my heroes when I was a kid. Seriously, like I know it's pathetic, but he really was. Uh, someone tweeted a picture of, to me today of Trump the game, which I owned. Trump the game. I had Donald Trump the game. I mean, it was pathetic. And I grant you that. Mm -hmm. But why is it so, why is this so offensive? Number one, he's not conservative. He's a Republican who's running and not a conservative. The same reason we get pissed off at Lindsey Graham is the same reason we get pissed off at him. Except Lindsey Graham is more conservative than Donald Trump. Lindsey Graham has never supported a wealth tax. Lindsey Graham has never said it's, a, it's your right at birth for health care. He's a liberal, but he's not as liberal as Donald Trump. That's number one. He's not conservative. Uh, number two, he doesn't care about the Constitution. He has no connection to it. So the things mm -hmm. that limit you from when you say, I want to I do this because it's really great and it's, I think it's a great idea. What limits you? The Constitution is the thing that's there to limit you. He doesn't care about it. He doesn't know it. He doesn't refer to it except for when he wants to call uh, Ted Cruz Canadian. He, he has no connection to that document. He doesn't. He's never lived it. He doesn't believe it. He still supports things that are blatantly unconstitutional in his platform today. And the mm -hmm. third thing that really pisses us off is the fact that there are other choices. If this was the general election and we were getting these calls, I would understand it. It would still piss me off, but I would understand it. Um, if you were trying to defend every little thing that he said, we would say, you know what, we're not going to defend him uh, when he does wrong, because what's he going to do in office? We have to hold his feet to the fire, just like we do every other Republican or conservative. However, I would understand the momentum behind him. I would understand people saying, I, we just can't have Hillary Clinton anything but defend him at any cost. I get that. But there are other choices now. Hmm. You want to defend him in, in six months when he's the nominee? Have at it. Now you've got Ted Cruz. You've got Rand Paul. You've got Marco Rubio. You've got Ben Carson. You have other options here. And we've said time and time again, now is the time not to settle. Yeah. That's why, that's why they're all out there. Get your person. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, one of these things that's like so infuriating with this stuff is everyone loves when we mock Democrats. Everyone loves when we mock Lindsey Graham and John McCain. Everyone loves when we're sarcastic about those guys. When Mitch McConnell, when we're wrecking him, no one seems to care. It's just this guy. Yep. And again, all of the people I just mentioned uh, that were Republicans, John Boehner, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, name any of them. They're all more conservative, all of them, than Donald Trump. Well, what about uh, when Lindsey Graham was a huge partial birth abortion supporter? Mm, yeah, no, he never what was. What about that? He's a letdown of a Republican, and, and as yeah. I've said, America's worst senator. Uh -huh. But he is far more conservative than Donald Trump. Yeah. Here's uh, Trump. Granted, this was 99, but w when did you have a partial birth abortion stance? Uh, here's Trump's. 
I lived in New York City and Manhattan all my life, okay? So, you know, okay. my views are a little bit different than if I New lived York in Iowa, right. I, perhaps. Partial birth abortion, the eliminating of, of abortion in the third trimester, big issue in Washington. Big issue. Would President Trump ban partial birth abortion? Well, look, I'm, I'm well, look. No. very pro-choice. And again, <laughs> it may be a little bit of a New York background because there is some huh. different attitude in different hmm. parts of well, the country. Huh. You know, I was raised hmm. in New York and grew well, three up in work and everything else in New four, York City. Four times. But you would not five. ban it? Actually, no. five. Or ban partial birth abortion? No, I would. No. I would. No, I, am, I am pro-choice in pro-choice. every respect and as far as it goes, but I just hate it. You know, That's as far I'm, as it goes. I'm, I'm, I hate murder. I just, I really do hate it. But every once in a while, like if it's the 433rd trimester of Jeffy's life, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like it, but it. I'm for it. I would still be because I'm pro-choice. I'm not going to take your choice away from killing that guy. <laughs> Why would I do that to you? Uh, it's none of my business. Okay. And again, it's plausible that it's he so can change pathetic. his mind over those years, obviously. So pathetic. But remember, he this guy... His pivot point is supposedly mm-hmm. a friend of his was going to have an abortion. She didn't. The kid, he likes the kid now that, that, ha- yeah. that came out. Uh, really? That's your pivot point? We don't know who that is, though. We don't know who that is, but he's a superstar now. Well, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, you know, that's what he said. Yeah, he's uh, a superstar. Now, he's they, a someone superstar. asked him, hey, uh, <laughs> if he wasn't a superstar, would you have changed your mind on abortion? And he said, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So he would still be a part. Again, and think about what he did. Amazing. He was in the. He went to the Amazing. Reform Party to try to run for president, and he ran through that campaign. Was pro uh, final term abortion, right? Mm-hmm. What does he do to show this big transition to to uh, a pro life? He goes to a Democrat. He becomes a Democrat, not a Republican. Mm-hmm. He becomes mm-hmm. a Democrat, and he stays there for eight years. He becomes mm-hmm. a Democrat for eight years after that interview. Yeah. Now, he didn't go to a Republican side. He didn't have this huge moment where he's like, holy crap. He, ch- he stayed in the Democratic Party for eight years. Then he became a Republican. Then he dropped out of the Republican Party. And then he came back to the Republican Party. The guy's been in and out of the party, uh, in every party, for 100 years. Um, and if you believe him, you have to ask yourself why. Because Mitt Romney, who was pro-choice uh, um, uh, in 94, right, when he mm. was running... This audience destroyed him over that, yeah. saying, yeah. hey, wait a minute, this guy, you can't trust this guy. Because that's five years before that interview. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if Donald Trump is just doing things that benefit him when the time is right. And you know what? Hmm. It's, it, you're so right on that, Jeffy. And it's so funny that we have to explain that. Because that has been his M.O. his Forever. entire life. And it was entertaining as a guy who's on a, on a, uh, a, a TV show. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. But it's not... Like, how can anyone think anything other than this? The man has been this way his entire life. And the only way that you can even come close to thinking he's conservative is you think if the one moment in his life that he's telling the truth is right now. That's the only way you can believe him, is if you believe every other moment in his life he was lying or wrong, and he's finally come to that one nexus of truth right now, and even with that, you still have to dismiss things like, for example, naming his sister to the Supreme Court who, is, who struck down the partial birth abortion ban. Floating the idea of Scott Brown, a pro-choice Republican, as a, as a running mate. Again, he's doing that in 2015, not 1999. The guy mm. obviously isn't a conservative. And if you can't understand that by now, mm. we, you know, you're like that first caller we had. You know, you're already lost. There's no point in talking to a person like that other than for ratings. It was a good call. 
It was a good call because it was funny to hear somebody, the level of intelligence that goes into supporting this guy at times. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, you're not changing people's mind who think like that. It's Barack Obama. It's the same thing we had with Barack Obama callers. Exactly same thing same. we had with them. Yep, exactly the same. Mm. More patents, Stuart, coming up. All right. Uh, sponsor this half hour is Goldline. Goldline? Yeah, right here. This is it. This is the cool credit card thing we've been talking about for a couple months. Uh, it is the, uh, they're actually the exclusive dealer of the Royal Canadian Mint's first ever one-tenth of an ounce, 99.99% pure gold bullion legal tender bar. This is really cool because, you know, Glenn told me a long time ago, he's like, ah, you know, I'm like, should I buy some gold? You know, first of all, I like it as an investment. Second of all, you want to have it in case there's a crisis situation. You want to have some physical gold. And he said, yeah, the issue with it, though, is if, it, if a crisis situation happens, gold gets so expensive that a coin is going to be too much money to barter for your normal, typical things. What you need is a really small uh, piece, and this is, this is why this was invented. Glenn talked to them and had them put this together. They did it through the Canadian Mint. Now, you're talking about five individually sealed bars, so you can take it anywhere. It's ideal for barter in a crisis, and qualifying purchases are still eligible for Goldline's two-way price guarantee program, their price shield, and price guarantee program. Call Goldline now. It's 800-913-GOLD. Read their important risk information to see if buying gold is right for you. It's an important part of the process, and make sure you do it. Ask about their accumulation special, where you can get started for just $100 a month. Call them now, 1-800-913-GOLD, 1-800-913-GOLD. It's Goldline. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com I was so into that debate last night. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. The one at uh, 4.37 a.m.? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was good. Read from 4.37 a.m. to 4.39 a.m. Duff, it was um, a full two, two minutes, minutes, though. Um, it was really good. And uh, nobody saw it, but I think a couple, like four people taped it in, uh, I think, f no, well, not four people. Uh, but No. Well, I've got to Hillary admit, Clinton I, I've got to admit, recorded I was it. one of the people. Who recorded it? You did. I recorded okay, so two. I recorded because you. Of, you know, just Lester Holt. I see. All right. Yeah, because you're a big Lester Holt I am. fan. And, you know, some, Lester was. We gotta start like a, a Facebook page for <laughs> Lester Holt fans and get you and get Lester into the broadcast and, Hall of Fame or something. You, you and, and some, you and Lester will be in it together. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I was listening to a news broadcast this morning. This is so. It was so sad. They're like, um, the Democratic debate was last night. Uh, front runner Hillary Clinton. Uh, I I can't believe Bernie Sanders. He doesn't. Uh, he does not with me on guns. And then, and Bernie Sanders. Uh, I can't believe Hillary Clinton. Uh, she you know she's lying about this. I have a D minus from the NRA. And Martin O'Malley. <laughs> Hi, my name is Martin O'Malley. End clip. That, was that is legitimately the clip they use of Martin O'Malley. Oh my Hi, my yeah. name is Martin O'Malley. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because he complained about uh, not having enough time or finally uh, calling on him man. or something. It was really bad. That's uh, so. That is the well, most There's no reason to have thing. him up there on the on the on it's the, over on the uh, stage because he, he was over. He was dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah. He's not moved the needle an inch. A millimeter. It's, it's unbelievable. Just from the laws of physics, you'd think enough people would eventually be like, I don't like any of these guys. I'm going to go to that third guy. I don't Just know who because he is. Hillary and Sanders are so, so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. You would think that a good looking guy from a fairly big state, you know, who can, who can articulate a point of view, would do a lot better than this. You know, 10 times as well as this, even. If he had a 20% share, you'd think, okay, yeah, that's about right. He can't get it out of the twos. I mean, he's the only guy on that stage that you'd like to see them with their top off. <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? That is it. I what? I mean, I I do have a hankering to see Bernie with his uh, shirtless. You know, mm. uh, a little bit of a hankering there. Yeah, look. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a real driving force <laughs> in my life. I'll say that's not. No, it's really not. Uh, but Sanders is proposing a tax hike to pay for universal health care, and I think that's going to resonate with the American people. They love tax hikes. They uh -huh. do. He, uh, as he's, he's trying to say that it's all in the rich, but it does not appear that that's accurate. At least that's, you know, even Hillary is saying that. Yeah, uh, can't be. Hillary's trying to hit him on saying, like, you're trying to raise taxes on uh, the middle class. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. that's all she could do because he has such a great brand of socialism, apparently, that you know, a lot of people are, are connecting with it. Much of the cost will be paid for through a 6.2% payroll tax, he says, on employers and a 2.2% health care premium on workers. So in addition to what they're already trying to tax us with in, in the health care bill, we'd get another 2.2% increase. It also relies on taxing capital gains and dividends on families earning more than 250000 a year. It would eliminate deductions for wealthy Americans and good Gosh, raise the estate tax. So you've paid taxes your entire life on everything you own. And then once you die, when you, when you try to leave a little something to your family, they're going to take that too. Mm -hmm. Everything's already been taxed. I've already paid my whole life for everything. There's no reason to tax me again. But just because you've died, we're going to. Mm -hmm. And they take it again. Another 50 per It's what, 50% now? It's It's... I believe it is 50% right now. He wants to raise that even higher. Is it that high? I didn't think it was that I'm high. I'm going to... Yeah, I don't think it's that high. But still, it's... Uh, it's what is it? It should it, be... I'll give close. you what it should be. Zero. Oh, there it should, should be, zero. be no death tax should be, You should get taxed for should dying. Um, I thought this was interesting, too, because... I like the idea of a, of a debate with bright lines, you know, because people can't, it's so difficult for people to handle the nuance, I think, these days. And, you know, you need mm. a hardcore conservative libertarian small government option versus big government option ted cruz is proposing a 10 percent income tax the plan uh, to raise income taxes on americans from bernie sanders would have a top tax rate of 52 percent i would love those two to go up trump trump sanders is ideal for me <laughs> let let trump and sanders go out or excuse me cruz sanders i meant right. to say god it's, it's him <laughs> uh cruz sanders would be ideal for me a, t a 10 percent tax versus 52 percent you guys choose which one, which one do you want? You want a 10% or you want a 52%? Uh, because I think, you know what? That 52% might not even hit you. It might only hit those evil rich people. So 52% might be okay yeah. for you. Looks like the top it's rate 40. is 40. It's yeah. a 40% 40. 40 rate. Okay, top so rate. it was 10% off. It's a 40% rate now. You know, what does he go to? 50%? He takes half of everything you've earned your whole life. And the government, for some reason, 
thinks that they now deserve 50% of everything you accrued during the course of your life. How can that be? Why, why is that okay? Because you're dead, you don't need it. Why the hell is that okay? I, I want to give it to somebody I care about or a cause I care about. Or I want to throw it in the ocean. All of right. it. I should be able to do that. It's mine. The government has no claim to it. That was their argument. Zero. Though, right? You're dead. Uh, you Zero. Don't need it. You're dead. You don't need you it. You can't tell you, me what I need and what I don't need and what my family does and doesn't need. That's not up to you. That's not up to the government. Oh, my gosh. That's an evil tax. And they're nice, evil. very yeah. kindly allowing you to keep 60% of yeah. the yeah. money that you yeah, need. Isn't that sweet of them? That's really nice. That's really sweet. I mean, that's just, that's just completely immoral. Oh, my gosh. You, you work. Is. I mean, why do you it do is. this? Why do you get up every day? Look, the first, whatever, say, 30 grand that you make, you make to keep yourself alive, right? Which is why everybody agrees, all right, no tax on the first 30000 right. for a family. There's a certain amount of I'm money okay with you that. make in your life where I'm you're, right with you're that. doing it to keep your life going. You've got to mm -hmm. pay electricity bills. Uh, Jeffy, you we know. We all understand that. At some point. Someday I'll make over 30. No, no you won't. Um, but if you did, you'd get to that point. And then you get, you, have, you get to buy some things. Maybe you, you add on, I don't know, cable and you add on, um, right. you know, uh, maybe uh, uh, you know, a, a couple movies, a little Actually, entertainment. Whatever it is you want. As you get above that point, you know, there's a certain amount you need to survive. And then after that, you start adding on things that are maybe a little bit, maybe some luxuries. Maybe, uh, you know, you, you, your house is a little bit nicer. Maybe your car is a little bit newer, whatever the reason is. Um, but... It's completely immoral to say uh, that you should take away money when you die. Because once you get, to a, you get to a point of, you know, yes, I want to keep myself alive. And I maybe want to do some things that I enjoy in my life. But as you get older, the real reason you're doing this is because you want to pass on something to your kids. Um, you want to say, okay, hey, uh, well, not Jeffy. Because, Jeff, first of all, too many kids spread out all across a bunch of third world countries. <laughs> But I'm saying for a lot of people, they want to do something for their kids. They want to leave a nest egg. They want to have some sort of inheritance. Um, they want to uh, maybe have their kids be able to go to a better school. Uh, maybe they want to, uh, you know, take their kids on a memorable trip somewhere. Like you get into that, you're thinking about, I want to pass something up. Mm. And at that point, they hit you with a 40% tax. That is not only really wrong, wrong and bad policy, it's, it's immoral. completely immoral. It's, it's absolutely immoral. It's unbelievable you're taking someone's life away. unbelievable what, your goal it, you know you get to a certain point you're trying to build a nest egg for your kids mm -hmm. you're you work hard and 40 percent of that life that you're working to do that gets taken away from you because of the stupid government mm -hmm. so they can waste it on nothing but that is immoral but it seems to me that people came to this land mm -hmm. from another land okay because there was someone that just wanted to take all their money and all mm. their things mm -hmm. at their will. Hmm. What was that? I thought pretty sure, mm -mm. pretty sure kings were doing that. I don't think mm. that happened. Mm. I don't even know what you're talking mm. about. Pretty wow! Sure kings yeah. were wow! Mm. Why do you hate Donald Trump so much? <laughs> Bastard. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. We're going to tell you about a great company though called Go Solar Energy that is now affordable thanks to this company called Go. It's I'd say uh, solar energy isn't affordable. Um, well, that was kind of the issue for a long time, right? Like mm -hmm. you have this problem where, hey, do you want to spend 
$12,000 to put solar panels on your house so you can get energy? No, I don't. Um, no, I don't really want to do that. Um, well, that's what Go has addressed. They have said, you know what, we know people don't want to spend all this money out of pocket, so they're going to install the solar panels on your house if it's available in your area for zero dollars out of pocket. Gosh, that's great. And then you might think, well, okay, then do I have to pay a lot more every month? No, the Go will now save you 20 to 30 percent on what you're currently paying your power company to power your home. Over 60,000 satisfied customers, the best warranty in the industry, think Go. And think independence as well. You yeah. know, you don't have to be tied to, you get to do this yourself. You're generating your own power. It's a great solution. Uh, so check them out. Uh, they are one of the biggest residential solar companies in America with over 60 local offices. So you never need to worry about customer service or maintenance. Find out if Go is available in your area at GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. It's GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Power your home affordably with GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's patent stew. So, will the Trump people who uh, don't want to talk about anything that happened yesterday or the day before on Donald Trump are they going to excuse everything Donald uh, Bernie Sanders has done in his lifetime as well? Hillary Clinton, everything she's done, we can't look past right now, right this second. Right. Where does she stand? What has she done right now? And don't even ask. Don't even talk to me about the nineties. And with Bernie Sanders, don't even talk to me about what he did with the Sandinistas back in the 80s. No, they won't. You know they won't. Mm -hmm. you, you know this is relevant because it, it shows you where this guy is coming from. Bernie Sanders in 1985 did the same thing Bill de Blasio did. He went to Nicaragua, Manala, Nicaragua to support the Sandinistas. I, they, he attended an anti-U.S. rally... Uh, where they were screaming, here, there, everywhere, the Yankee will die. Um, mm. You know, it's, uh, it was the whole Daniel Ortega time, and uh, they believed that United, the United States, because we were funding the rebels, was a terror nation, terror state. Bernie Sanders goes down there and shows his support to him. This is a, I mean, this is a real era of, of conflict mm. between, you know, uh, you know, Reagan and, and the, the political left. And obviously, you know, mm -hmm. we have here someone who fought in the middle of that battle, uh, Jeff Fisher, who fought uh, overseas um, in Grenada. <coughs> island of Spice. At the Island of Spice. Uh, was going to do that on a Monday. What? Going to start bringing it up, bringing up some bad memories of storming the island. I'm trying to give you credit for Protecting your hard work to defend freedom. Yeah. We're talking about your heroism, which doesn't exist, but that's what we were kind of alluding well, to, if you will. If you were actually you know doing I mean? that, then thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> okay. I mean, look, he still has those old war injuries. Thank you. Look at him. I first heard it. Right. Is that when you first heard beach. it? Really? On the beach? On the beach? Like, we're just laying Sunning out? Sunning yourself or, or what? <laughs> oh, I know a lot of people think that that's what we were doing down there, but yeah, no, they do. we weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> what were you doing? Can you describe that first day a little bit? I don't really want to go into it right now. Oh. When will you go into it? Because we'd like to. You, you've never gone into it, really. So, uh, when will you go well, into it? Well, as soon as I can, you know, maybe bear, bear to get through it all again. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Maybe I'll, you know what? I should just write a book, The Horrors of Grenada. I freaking would have loved this book. <laughs> Please write it. 
I really want to see you and your tails. Uh, it's, an, it's an amazing thing because, I don't know, like, it, the Trump thing is an interesting example that you bring up. And that, like, what we've done, like, we went back and looked at Barack Obama's book from what year was Dreams of Our Father written? Uh, I think 95 or 95. six in there somewhere. And they, our audience ate that up. Yeah. Yet the 1999 quotes from mm-hmm. Donald Trump are completely off limits. The 2004 oh gosh, positions yes. calling Bush the worst president ever completely uh, out of bounds. Out of bounds. How dare you even bring it up? The 2013 support of the Dream Act. How dare you? Completely off bring limits up with Donald Trump. Ancient freaking history, like 2013. The fact that he was 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 uh, supporting Cruz as a candidate. Uh, three months ago. And Who now do you think him. you are to it's, mention three months ago? But like wow. with Democrats, we're allowed to do that. Everyone loved it. Yeah. I don't understand. What's the difference there? Could it be consistency is a problem with some uh, Trump supporters? I'm going to say the answer to that is yes. Um, and I don't I think that's where maybe we get hung up. Like, I don't like applying a different standard to Democrats than I do Republicans. I want them both to live up to the same standard. In fact, I hold Republicans many times to a higher standard because I expect more out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the opposite seems to be true with Trump supporters. It doesn't. It's like Trump, no matter what he does, is is gold. Um, and then everybody else. Well, then you, you can go like you can go into what Ted Cruz said in two thousand eight. You can go into Ted Cruz said in two thousand ten. You could certainly go back and look at any other Republican and, and what, what they've talked about. Um, you know, what did Jeb Bush do when he was governor? We've got to know all about that. Got to know all about what uh, Marco Rubio did when he was at this, in the state house in Florida. Got to know all about that. All those other people, all of their histories really matter, but not Donald Trump's. Not Donald Trump's. A guy with, seriously, the worst history of any candidate, maybe ever. I mean, uh, Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump, I'll say it again. The worst candidate, the worst major party candidate of all time in any party. The worst major candidate ever. I mean, it's to me, it's, it's impossible to argue with that. It's impossible. He's held every position. He's got a checkered past. He is uh, a loose cannon. He'll say whatever's on his mind. He'll talk about people raping, coming over the border. He doesn't care about any of it. Uh, he will ban all Muslims from coming into the country. I mean, just the outrageous things he says that have to be defended by his supporters. I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable what you have to get past in order to go ahead and vote for Donald Trump. You have to realize that every position he now holds, he held a different one sometime in the past. Whether it was yesterday, last week, last month, or last year, he had a different position than he does right now, including Ted Cruz, who, whom he loved and was great. He's been perfectly vetted. Lawyers have looked at it every which way. Now, all of a sudden, no, 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 he's not eligible to be president. You better take a look at that. Cruz was a great guy. He was a good guy. He's fine. There's no problem there. That was in the last the debate before last. Now, this weekend, he's a nasty guy nobody likes. I can't stand him. Wow. How do you get through it all? I, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, the, the second caller we had was maybe was such a great example of this. Because she sat there and she said, I don't like it, Glenn, when you're angry. I don't like when, you, when, you're, when you're coming off as angry. And mm-hmm. I expect you to tell the truth. Then we play a clip of Donald Trump lying and mm-hmm. being as mean as you can possibly be to another human being. Insulting yeah. his looks. Insulting uh, his, uh, his livelihood. Sanity. Sanity. Um, all of it. All of it. And she just laughed it off. 
You know what it reminded me of as she, as she was doing that? Because she was just like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's a funny insult. Well, wait a minute. None of it's true, right? Well, no, it's not true. But I expect more out of you, Glenn. First of all, he's, the, he's going to be president of the United States if he wins this election. You should expect more about, uh, from Trump than a talk show host. But secondly, it reminded me very much of the treatment Joe Biden gets. Yep. Where Joe Biden can say the dumbest thing in the world, and everyone's like, oh, come on, it's just Joe. He says something yeah. racist. Ah, but, it's just Joe. You but just those are Democrats. It. But those are, are Democrats doing it. I expect more out of uh, Republicans. But it's the yeah. same treatment. It's that same sort of like, ah, whatever he does is okay because he's, he's him. That's not, a, that's not a sensible way to handle somebody. And it's some of the, when you put, give someone like that, a person who has been told over and over and over again, everything you do is right. When you make mistakes, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. You'll never get caught. And then you give them the most power of any individual in the entire world. How does that work out? It's crazy. Poorly. Poorly, Pat. I think you're right. I think poorly. Uh, more patents, too, coming up in you know, a while. Sometime within the next hour, we'll probably do more. Maybe, well, maybe. I mean, I... If, if we I didn't be sooner than that. This, uh, this New York values BS that we're getting from uh, the Trump campaign right now is one of the dumbest election controversies of all time. When Cruz said that Donald Trump has New York values, he was obviously speaking about the liberalism that infects that city. I'll say it again. The people of New York elected Bill effing de Blasio as mayor. He's an anti-American communist who fundraised for America's enemies, the Nicaraguan Nicaraguan Sandinistas in the 80s. And let's not forget, he also financed Anthony Weiner and Chucky Schumer. Bill Clinton, I mean, uh, uh, Donald Trump financed uh, the Hillary Clinton and thousands of other idiotic progressives. Those are the New York values of which he spoke. It's really not that tough. So how does 9-11 and all that stuff even factor into this? It, it, actually, I'll... I'll tell you how. Some strategist gave Donald Trump the idea to turn this into a Cruz hates the victims of 9-11 deal. And now everybody's, everybody's running with it. So now the media and Trump are laser focused on hammering that and the birther thing. All of this while we have the worst major candidate in the history of American elections leading the polls in the GOP. We got a socialist running neck and neck with another stinking socialist for the Democrats. And the economy is you know, teetering on the brink of disaster. So I'll tell you this much. The rest of the country knows exactly what Ted Cruz was talking about when he mentioned New York values. So, Ted, stick to your guns on that. Ride the storm out. You'll win this one in the end. And if you don't, you know, it just might be time for all of us to start considering becoming naturalized citizens of Canada. (laughs) Well, I have a good start. I'm a Canadian sports celebrity. Uh, that's so true. I'm actually, after that's true. You could probably help the rest of us with our paperwork. I could jump right in, right? <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. Help us get I through could, some of that red tape. I could vouch for you. All people, right. people up there trust me uh, quite a bit. So, wow. uh, oh yeah, They're like thank oh, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, the uh, New York values were on display in full at the debate last night. Um, but one thing that I caught uh, in in one of the commercials was a uh, a commercial for a new movie. Now I've not seen this anywhere else. Uh, it's called uh, Money Monster. Have you heard of this? Only um, on on the debate, yeah. Because I, yeah. I haven't seen it advertised like it's not being advertised during football games. Where I sell commercials for The Big Short, 
Uh, but no, they're doing this in the Democratic debate. Look at the plot line of this thing. Watch. Smokehouse. Anyone who can get out, get out right now. Do not look up. Do not make eye contact. Just go. Lee, stay calm. I'm right here. We are live in five minutes. You have the revisions for the opening. We're still making some changes. Am I going to get the changes before the show or after the show? You know the drill. You just point the camera in my direction. We'll figure it out together. It always sounds so simple and yet so moronic. Here he is, the Wizard of Wall Street himself. The name is Lee Gates. The show is Money Monster. Without risk, there is no reward. Should I sell? Should I unload? Get some balls! Man up! Who's that guy on camera, too? You want to complain about it? Go ahead. Who is it? Anybody know? Was this a union thing? Cut the feed. Whoever's in there, turn the cameras on. I got cameras off, Patty. Turn them on. What am I going to do? Turn them on. Uh, put it up. Take it up. Put it on. How do I know it won't blow up? Because I have the detonator. My thumb comes off this trigger, and we all explode. I might be the one with the gun here, but I'm not the real criminal. It's people like these guys. I got my finger on the trigger. I'm telling you, it's rigged. The whole damn thing. But I don't know who to trust. Is that a new Bruce Springsteen song? I'm looking to How's that even fair? Just keep talking to him, all right? You're good at that. I got my finger on the trigger. You lost a lot of money when the market hit. They tracked down his girlfriend. That was everything we had. Every last cent. What are you doing? I'm just trying to survive. I'll get you some answers. Nobody was asking any questions before. These guys could expose everything. We both want an explanation for what went wrong. We don't know. You have to understand how delicate of a situation this I'm is. I'm sitting 80 feet from a bomb. Don't talk to me about delicate situations. Look at how this turns out, by the way. The, computers. Yeah. The, oh the bomber is the good guy. Mm -hmm. The terrorist is the good guy. Mm -hmm. You're trying to shoot him. I want an explanation. Follow the money. Find the fraud. We're in this together now. Don't turn your back on anybody. I don't want you to die. Oh, my God. No! You came here to get some answers. You deserve to get some answers. You deserve? What? Yep. Screw off. You don't deserve to get answers when you take a, a hostage. Money monster. And first of all, I, I mean, they're basically like, it, it's Jim Cramer, obviously. Uh, obviously. I mean, they're just freaking. First it, thing I thought of. Yeah, it's this Jim Cramer. They're basically. A better uh, looking Jim Cramer. Yeah, I think even Jim <laughs> would admit that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the guy comes in, takes hostages, puts guns to people's heads, and he deserves an answer. And and everyone's over fighting a for him. Broadcasting station yeah. and network? No. It, it's. No. Now, and of course, this they put it as a commercial in the Democratic uh, nomination or uh, debate because freaking Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton believe that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they're essentially everyone watching that debate thinks that that's a great storyline. And a what story. a statement it is to say that anyone who would anyone who would think that's a good storyline. Yeah. No, it's not a true story. No. No, and I would be pissed off if I were Jim Cramer, by the way. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, like, no, first yeah. of all, is Jim Cramer the guy who's invented capitalism? If you don't like capitalism, it's not Jim Cramer's fault. Second of all, uh, you're basically, I mean, it's like, it's like the movie where they uh, assassinated President Bush. It's like <laughs> there's something screwed up when you're basically mm -hmm. saying that someone, you know, a real figure, like you're fantasizing about their assassination. Yes. And, and that's what they're doing here. I mean, like, it, it's, I mean, it's Jodie Foster directed it.
Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it looks like they're just they're fantasizing about Jim Cramer being taken hostage. And everyone knows it's Jim Cramer. I wonder if he did get some money for that bad boy. Well, if they did, they'd be probably using more of his, you know, they'd oh, make it more true. exact. Like, they're... Seems like they're just doing a, 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 a like almost like a, a stylized parody. Yeah. And, you know, um, it, you know they do that. Uh, Weird Al does that. He does songs that sound like other artists, but they're not actually that artist. It's like this. Like, I mean, that is basic. You know, blatantly Jim Cramer with all the the you know the the presentation and everything else, and they're just basically showing him with a gun to his head. Yeah. The hell did Jim Cramer do to deserve that? Not good. And where is uh, where have they been keeping uh, Julia Roberts all this time? Interesting to see her coming yeah. back uh, uh, on the screen. It's kind of amazing that she's the most glamorous woman in the world, and now she's behind the she's like behind the scenes on the yeah. TV shows. Yeah. That's what happens, I suppose. <laughs> it does when you get into your 40s. I guess so. Or 50s. or Unless you're George Clooney, then, then you're... This goes to the feminist, uh, feminizing uh, yeah, does, comments uh, on, on, on Hollywood, which is funny because, again, they're they're advertising this movie to a Democratic audience. It's great stuff. 888-727-BECK. We'll be back in a second. that uh, 13 hours would do a little bit better than it did over the weekend. Uh, finish number four. Number four. I was kind of hoping it would... You know, if, it, if anybody's going to unseat Star Wars, I would have liked it to have been 13 hours. Yeah. Uh, it did basically... I think it did 19 million and they were expecting 20, <clears> which is not exactly horrible, but, uh, you know, fourth place uh, didn't take the world mm. by storm. Did, did, no. It did okay. But uh, according to all you guys, it's, it's a really good movie. Right. Yeah, I think uh, anybody in the audience would like it. I mean, it's it's you know some the only thing you might not like is if you like there's some pretty gory violence in a couple of places, but other than that, mm. it's just an intense war movie. It really isn't. It isn't political, um, and maybe uh, that the fact that some people have tried to politicize it um, has hurt. You know, so maybe you're turning off Democrats or whatever. I don't <clears> know. Um, and they never seem to care about <coughs> that when it's uh, when they're pissing off Republicans. Uh, but it's just a good mm-hmm. movie. I mean, you know, I think it's something that's an intense war movie. And these guys, it's true. I mean, these guys really did this, so it's kind of amazing. Well, according to a CIA spokesman, no, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, a spokesman for the CIA is criticizing the Michael Bay movie uh, as a, a distortion of the events and people who served in Benghazi that night. But it came from people who served in Benghazi that night. So how do you even say that? Uh, it's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, it's the people that look bad are the ones saying it. Yeah. Ryan Trapani was quoted in The Post, uh, which also features an interview with the CIA chief in Benghazi uh, when uh, Chris Stevens and and three others were killed in the siege. Uh, He said, no one will mistake this movie for a documentary. It's a distortion of the events of people who served in Benghazi that night. It's shameful that in order to highlight the heroism of some... Those responsible for the movie felt the need to denigrate the courage of other Americans who served in harm's way. He uh, wasn't quoted for the story, but that's, I guess, the press release he sent out. CIA base chief, identified only as Bob, takes issue with a key point in the movie, and that, of course, is he claims he never said stand down. Now, these guys disagree with that strongly. 
and it's a key part of the movie, really, right? Uh, the, yeah, I mean, they're they standing there waiting. To, yeah. They could have saved the ambassador, but they wouldn't let him go. If nobody was told to stand down, why, why did nobody show up from outside of Benghazi? Why, why, why did they mobilize and then do nothing with, with the air support? Because. Why was there not a single jet fighter yeah, because even flew over. Well, that's the completely area. separate from the stand down moment too right. in the story. I mean, you know, like so this CIA. So the way this set it, and it, I don't know. I pictured it as in my head differently than when I saw it in the movie. Like you know, because as as we've gone through the story, of course, you pictured what was happening, and you've, mm -hmm. you've kind of created your own mental picture of it. So there's two complexes a mile apart from each other. One of them is where um, uh, the, the ambassador was. And another one is where these guys were, these CIA, um, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, contractors. It was the annex. Right. They, they called it the right. annex. So they're mm -hmm. about a mile away from each other. Um, uh, and so the, the first of all, the, the ambassador gets attacked first. They hear about it on the radio. They get called for help. They can see the flames in the distance. Uh, they can hear the explosions in the distance. And there they are sitting. And their local guy who worked with them at the annex say, no, don't go yet. We need to get more local support. Don't go anywhere. But even if you would believe that CIA um, guy over, over the troops, which, of course, I don't, uh, plain and simple. Um, but even if you do, that does not excuse why there was no air support, because they asked separately. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, some of the guys, um, uh, you know, go, they go into a lot of, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but they asked specifically um, for planes. They asked specifically for flyovers. They asked specifically for more people to show up. And they, all they get in support is a couple of guys who come, you know, much later on, and they have a real trouble getting out of the, the local airport in Benghazi because of all the turmoil. Um, but none of those requests were honored, and that had nothing to do with the CIA chief. So even if you believe him locally, um, you know, that does not explain why they never called. They never were able to get these flyovers, any air support. What they wanted was a gunship, and they were told it was, they, there was none close enough. Because mm. of fuel. Because if you could get a gunship, you could, you know, basically hover right over there and just take mm -hmm. these guys out. It would be a lot easier. And they couldn't get that. They couldn't get a flyover. They couldn't get anything. Uh, CIA Chief Bob says there was never a stand-down order. At no time did I ever second-guess the team uh, that the team would depart. Uh, congressional investigators have said that as well. Filmmakers, though, uh, and Mitchell Zekov who, along with the security contractors, authored the book upon which uh, the movie's based, have defended the movie and portrayal of events. It starts with a message. This is a true story. Zuckoff said, we have never heard anything from the CIA other than, no, the stand-down order didn't happen. These guys are putting their lives and reputations on the line, saying we were forced to wait, and the record shows it. So... Uh, according to the guys who did it, they say the movie and the book got it right. The CIA spokesman's comments are predictable, but not remotely credible. Right. I mean, like, if, obviously, these are the guys that, that look bad. They're the, the guys who look bad say they didn't look bad. That's not exactly a shock. Yeah. Um, you know, but, again, I don't even think, like, I, you know, the, the um, contractors themselves were, I would say, fairly trying to be understanding of why it happened. Part, they were saying... The stand-down order was given not because they didn't care about the lives of the, you know, people in the annex or the other, the other, um, not the annex. So they were in the annex. The other, the other uh, establishment there, they, the, <clears throat> where the um, ambassador was. The, what they said was, they didn't. The guy was risk averse, and he didn't want to. 
get in trouble for getting these people killed. So he wanted to get right. local support first. So he was waiting for local support. And while he was waiting 20 minutes for local support, these guys uh, were getting killed in the other, uh, in the other uh, group of buildings. So at one point, they just left. They said, screw off, we're going. Um, so it wasn't necessarily they said you could never go. And it's worded that way that he can kind of get away with that being accurate. We, there was never an order to, to, that they couldn't go. No, there was an order to delay until they got local support, mm -hmm. which is bad enough. These guys wanted to go. They were willing to risk their lives. They all said, they, you know, it's in the trailer, uh, none of you guys have to go. Um, but they were the only help that they have. And they bravely went out there and did it. So it's not a surprise that they would try to defend themselves. But, you know, it's an amazing story, though. Just an amazing story. It is. It's different cultures, Pat. You, you notice when watching some of the footage in the movie, um, they might have a, a culture that's a different, it's a different strand of culture in, let's say, Benghazi than in, let's say, uh, you know, Dallas, Texas. It's a little, it's a tad, it really? hmm. it's a tad off. Huh. Um, and that happens around the world. We're, we're learning this. That. I guess Sweden is learning this as well, that there mm -hmm. are different cultures. Um, they uh, are now withholding from public suspects um, skin color and ethnicity, ethnicity to avoid being labeled racist. So I guess you're not even, when you're trying to describe a, a perpetrator hmm. of a crime, you can't even say what he looks like. Correct. Or yeah, she looks like. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty brilliant. So if somebody robs a bank, you can't say, well, am I looking for a white guy? Am I looking nope. for a black guy? Just am looking I looking for, for a, a Hispanic? Am I looking for a Middle Easterner? Nope, you're just looking for a person. Doesn't just Is it a man or a woman? Well, well, we can't get into men and women and gender, gender stuff. Gender fluidity is, is an issue right. you know, there. We want to stay neutral on the whole gender thing, and I don't really know if it was a, you know, a, a Hispanic or what. That doesn't matter. Okay, what matters is find the person who did this. But, but how? Okay, how? How? It's it's a it's a person. So go get them. <laughs> Go get them. Um, <laughs> really unbelievable. Germany, apparently, you're learning a lot of the same thing as well. You wouldn't think you'd need a sign for this, but apparently at a swimming pool they had to put up a new sign. Do we have a picture of it? Because uh, it's pretty amazing. Well, uh, again, this is the culture difference, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Don't uh, try not to slap women's butts when they walk by when you're at the pool. Or, Kein verbali koppelisch sexual beinhandergubenuber. Whatever. That's uh, it's the German for it, of course. Yes, of course, I can understand. Eat Nugan, don't pinch the button! The buttoxin! That is embarrassing. It's, I mean, do you really have to, you really have to tell people, hey, don't, don't grab her butt uh, well, at the swimming pool? We learned, really we, did, to, we learned this locally, too. You're not allowed to touch people's shoulders or... Um, or anus. Or anus. We found that out last week, so no anus touching. And apparently no buttocks uh, touching. Did we confirm the anus touching? We did, I did, well, I mean, look, there's a German poster just explicitly telling you. Because <laughs> if someone is dressed like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, that's the shocking thing. And I know you need a sign for this, but no, still not okay. <laughs> okay. Still not okay. All right. So Strangely. Even if they're dressed you sure? like that. Yeah, even if they're dressed in a bathing suit. Really? Not okay. I guess it's some new thing. I don't know. That's wow. going to change. It's, they're getting pretty picky. It's developed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was watching, um, what was it? It was, a, uh, it was someone posted a clip of a James Bond movie from, did anyone see this? It was like, this, uh, I think it was like maybe the 70s. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's there with this, of course, you know, drop dead supermodel laying next to him. And um, a guy walks up and, uh, and says, well, we need to talk about the whatever matter. 
And uh, he, he responds and he goes, all right, get out. It's time to talk about man things. <laughs> and she walks away and he goes, backside <laughs> 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 as she walks out. You're like, holy crap, if we change. Like, that was acceptable. Like, oh, here's a great guy. Oh, you gotta get out of here, blondie. It's time to talk about man things. And then slaps her on the ass as she walks away. Nice. Uh, the world's changed a little bit. I don't Those think days, that would be received well in a film back. today. No. Unless it was on one of Jeffy's sets. Well, I mean, she wasn't there to talk man things. Right, she wasn't allowed to talk man things because right. she was a woman. Uh -huh. Okay, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Let's go to uh, Jennifer. Um, Jennifer, hi. You're on. You're on the Pat and Stu show. Welcome. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. And Jeffy. Um, <laughs> so. I love that. <laughs> love the show, guys. Um, Thank you. I was in Milford, New Hampshire last night and was blessed to be able to meet our next president, Ted Cruz, mm. and. Um, the second time I've been able to ask him a question, actually, a New Hampshire thing, and he's fantastic. I mean, just like you, mm. you want in a president, he's awesome, but and very real and all that, and mm. answering questions. And I was, for some reason, nothing came up about any of the other candidates until my question was about this kind of feud I have going on with my sister, who is a Massachusetts resident, so it doesn't really matter anyway, but. We had this whole Trump versus Cruz thing going on, and I'm, I can't understand how she can't see it. And so he, my question was about what do we do about our family members who are distracted by this shiny object? Mm -hmm. And he, the guy from the Wall Street Journal was behind me and later on asked me some questions about it. And I was very upfront, just speaking from straight from my heart, like I always do, and, you know, my concern, and he wanted to know, you know, what was my plan? How was I going to try to, you know, arrange this so that she can see the light? And he wanted to follow up with me today. She's called me a couple of times and texted me. And now I'm starting to have second thoughts because it's the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> you know, and I, I know where they are um, mm -hmm. as far as I believe there was Jeb, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, but I, what do I do? I have to be able to talk with this guy. I want to do this right. And I don't want him to turn me into a kook. Yeah. From, yeah. you know, a homeschooling mom kook. And right. I, I just don't, <laughs> I want it to work out well for Ted. So there's no way to, his the, whole campaign is dependent on what I say. But <laughs> yeah. The, sadly, no. Jennifer, there's no way to tell with, with yeah. uh, reporters like that. Usually they, t I mean, the reporters at the Wall Street Journal are different than the, um, than the editorial board. The editorial board is, is more liberal than even the New York Times. The reporters right. and and the uh, the the guys who write the articles are less so. They're more they're they're more straightforward. And who knows? The reporter may be actually so trying to write a actually story. Be trying, it. Yeah. Uh, unless it's going to run in the editorial section, you might be okay. But there's no way to guarantee right, so that. So I should ask him maybe where is this going to be run, and can I, I trust well. you not to be spinning me? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I th I, I, look, I mean, I think. They're Even then, there's no guarantee. Do. I think what yeah. you want to do is make sure you're saying things that you're happy to see in print, you know. And I think as a logical right. person, you know, they can—they're always going to be able to write context around you that you can't control. <clears throat> so all you can do is say things that you really believe. Um, and you know, the only thing that might be a—I mean, you know, Wall Street Journal would probably be better than the New York Times, but I think at, at that level of, they don't typically like Donald Trump either. So if you're sitting there trying right. to, you know, you might have a hope here of, of being portrayed uh, accurately because, you know, the agenda might very well just as much be that they don't like Donald Trump uh, in this particular thing. So I think just, I mean, be honest. I mean, like, you know, the, what are the issues that you have with Donald Trump? How do you convince people? 
Well, you know, we've, we've done a lot of that over the years, uh, over the last year at least. Well, this show today, Glenn's show, I can just go back and rewatch that, and yeah. I really was losing my mind with Carol. I mean... <laughs> God, and Carol was the better of the <laughs> Insane. two. Insane. That was torturous. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a weird I don't know if thing. I Glenn stayed enough of that. I think a lot of it's just cult of personality. It's just that thing that, like, right. Donald Trump's a big personality. People, people do, as he says, people like winning, and I think they do. They think he's a winner. But a I got news for you. Look at the blindness there. Yeah, yeah there's there a weird is. blindness there. And it's like, if you want to make a, an argument about electability, we should accept some bad policies to get our guy elected. The candidate you want to look to is Marco Rubio. You know, and there's mm-hmm. other examples you can go to if you want an electability argument versus Ted Cruz. I, I don't subscribe to that uh, thought process, but I can understand people who do. D- Donald Trump is bad policy and bad electability. He has the worst polls, the worst favorability numbers of any candidate in the field. Uh, Democrat or Republican, and he, you have to deal with lots of liberal pol- policies. It just, it, there's no sensible argument to be made for Donald there's Trump. There's no upside there. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Good Appreciate luck. It. Let us know. Call yeah. Thank us. you, guys. Let, Let us know after you talk to him how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when, it, when you're done, when you're send done, us yeah. the article so we can, uh, yeah. we can, uh, we can look at it. Because it's interesting, and that's always something difficult. I remember being at Restoring Honor in D.C., and, you know, a couple times, you know, I was working on some stuff, writing for the for the for the thing, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go out to the mall and just like sit out there and just sit under a tree and write there because you know you want to be inspired by that place, you know. And as I was sitting out there looking at you know the scenery that we would see a couple of days later for restoring honor, I remember reporters everywhere because everyone there mm-hmm. was a Glenn Beck fan, mm-hmm. so these people were all coming in to, to capture the craziness of the Glenn Beck audience. And these people would be walking out of the Lincoln Memorial and just be like, we're being stopped by reporters constantly. A lot of them were just like, no, I'm not talking to you. I know what you guys do. But you, I was sitting there next to people who were talking to reporters and getting asked questions about Glenn and stuff. It was really interesting to hear. And all of them were tilted in that way. You know, why, why do you think this? Do you, is it because the president is black? Why, what are your feelings about race? Like, all these questions had nothing to do with the topics we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But they're looking for a specific agenda. A lot of times you can, you can sense that. But the reason why a lot of these reporters go after people that they find in these crowds is because they know they're not media savvy. They know they're not people who talk to reporters and can sense agendas. So um, it, it seems like uh, she was probably could sense it. But a lot of people can, and that's why you get these dumb quotes from people who, you know, just trust people that they talk to like they're running into them in the local store. Uh, and a lot of times these people are you know, going in there with an intention to try to make people look bad, and which is, you know, of course, not journalism at all. Journalism mm-hmm. is when you go meet El Chapo. Good you know, point. You interview him that's a good when point. you're an actor. That's journalism. Thank you. Thank you, Stu. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Pat and Stu coming up in a sec. You know, we've been talking a lot about the importance of having emergency food on hand. Well, apparently food is only part of the equation, Pat. Uh, did you know that there's something even more important than food? What no. was that? Like, what? Yeah, I know. Jeffy doesn't understand this, no. but it's called water. Well, that's, I mean, that's true. Getting prepared with food is uh, really important, but having no plan for your water is like, it's kind of like sending Jeffy to dinner with, with no fork. You <laughs> know? Has that ever happened to you, Jeffy? You're going to... It happened once, and he ate the person next to him's arm. Hmm. So ate, I had a fork. Ate their arm. You know, actually, I, and that's when I right? started, uh, you know, being called spoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make a plan for clean, safe drinking water in an emergency. So mm. let me give it to you right now. All Alexa right. Pure Pro Water Filtration System. It's created by our friends at My Patriot Supply. Wow. So call triple eight eight nine five seventy seven forty six. It's eight eight eight. 
895-7746 today. Order your Alexa Pure Pro and you'll get everything you need for clean drinking water during an emergency. Plus, it ships right to your door for free. You need to uh, try this. It's a great filtration system. It removes up to 99.9999% of contaminants from any fresh water source. And you mm -hmm. need it before an emergency happens. You can't, you can't like, uh, uh, yeah, there's a tornado. I just went over my house. Can you send the water filtration thingy? Yeah, no, you're going to need to get it before then. That's why you need to call right now. Call today. 888-895-7746. That's 888-895-7746. Please do about the please, show. Please do about this show. All right, and, about this and, and, particular show and this and the fat participants on it. Okay, that's all. Um, us, yes, by the way. absolutely. Um, I purchased um, approximately two weeks ago mm -hmm. um, some delicious cookie spreads, um, which like Jif cookies and cream like spread, like kind of like peanut butter, but it was like cookies and cream. And another one was like uh, hazel yeah, hazelnut. <laughs> what? I said that those are good. <clears throat> those are good, right. Well, I've never tried them, and I thought it would be a good spoon segment. Mm -hmm. um, but yet, we have not tried them yet. And why is that? So, I have two theories on that. Mm -hmm. One, because last week we did the Jalapeno Poppers Doritos, and they're saving it for this week. Okay. Or two, Jeffy ate them. <sighs> and, well, and he A, just, I didn't eat all, the entire package of the can of the mm -hmm. cookies and cream. There's two specific, separate cans of delicious food and I didn't for us. eat all of either one of them. Well, did you take them home, though? Are they still here on premises? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, so hopefully that's coming up this week. All I right. I'm very excited about them. They look really good. And if Jeffy left us any, uh, I'm you know very excited to try them. I'm unfamiliar just, with cookie spreads. Oh, I don't... Yeah. I, don't uh, I should bring in that. We should get some of the Biscoff cookie butter, too, which is really freaking good. It's like... You've had it, Jeffy, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's like... You know those bis Biscoff biscuits? You're like they're like cookie biscuit things. Yeah, right? they're kind of a. Are they the ones that you get on an airplane sometimes? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. those. But uh, those are good. Those are good, right? Those are good. Imagine that exact taste with pieces of all that swimming in like a a <laughs> peanut butter type of consistency. So it tastes like the cookies, but it's the consistency of peanut butter. Mm -hmm. uh, good, right? Let's yes. get that too. Let's do that. Okay. He's never had the Biscoff butter. Yeah, because that's serious. I haven't had any of it, so. Oh, my God. This I've is... lived a too sheltered a life. <laughs> you have. I'm starting to realize. I know. This is going to be a fun show. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show. Look I'm suffering from it. I know. Right? You know? Uh, that's why well, I'm wasting weight. Away. You're wasting weight. Wasting. I, I must weigh about 88 pounds right now. I'll bet you. Soaking wet, maybe. <laughs> you, know. you know. Yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> you Thank know? you. I mean. <laughs> if I adjust my scale just right, that's what I weigh. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, though. When nothing's on it, it reads minus 711. <laughs> <laughs> it is strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Obama has uh, signed some more executive orders, which Good. is what he's there for. Yay! He's lifted economic sanctions on Iran, which is something he Yay! could do inexplicably, really, uh, only to, because uh, Republicans did not hold uh, up their end of the bargain. Now, these were congressionally passed sanctions, um, and they are able to be lifted by executive order. Why? 
because the Republicans let him do it um, and did not uh, present a, uh, you know, hold his feet to the fire. Interestingly enough, this is going to um, probably lower your gas prices in the short term, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, you know, you're going to get uh, another 500,000 to a million barrels a day on the market um, is what they believe. Mm-hmm. Now, that's at the same time American production is falling. So we've essentially turned over a giant chunk of <laughs> production of oil uh, to Iran. Separately, we also paid Iran $1.7 billion. We just yeah. gave him a big check. Yeah. $1.7 billion. Is that one in here as well? Uh, John Kerry is, was very excited about that. $1.7 billion. Yeah. Now, what happened with this, which I thought was amazing. Apparently, in like 1980, they gave us $400 million to buy weapons. At that point, we were giving them weapons. Then they had the revolution, and we said, oh, we're not giving you any more weapons. Well, they've gone through this court process, and they've now ruled that we had to pay them back, and not $400 million, but $1.7 billion um, because we held on to that money all this time, and now we have to pay them interest and such. So we're starting off. No wonder. This, this is the best deal ever cut, and this will connect with people, and I can understand Donald Trump actually connecting with people on this. It is the dumbest deal <laughs> of all time. I, don't, I cannot believe we're going to allow them to, uh, to pump oil into the market, um, which is probably going to bankrupt dozens of companies here. Um, not to mention, uh, get them uh, $150 billion a year. Uh, but $1.7 billion directly from our government. I think it was Ted Cruz who said Barack Obama is now the largest sponsor of state terrorism in the world. Think about that. Yeah. Our president is mm-hmm. funding terrorism. That is crazy. It is. It really is. And yet it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, you, nothing makes sense with this administration. And it may well be that nothing will make sense with the next one, too. If it's Donald Trump, nothing will make sense. I guarantee you, those Trump supporters who are supposedly conservative, you're not going to be happy with this guy mm. and his decisions. Uh, meanwhile, John Kerry says the Middle East is safer thanks to the Iran deal implementation. It's safer right now. It was implemented, what, a day ago? Wasn't it implemented this weekend? It yeah, actually I mean, it's, went it's, into effect. It's, yeah, it's being implemented. I don't think they've actually shipped any oil out yet. And already it's safer. Mm-hmm. As soon as we implemented it, everything stopped. All the all the uh, horror, all the terror, all the killing. Except for the new stopped. sanctions that were put on them this weekend as well. Yeah. I know, it's uh, funny. We uh, They took them away. Yep. They got the money. Right. Got the Then they issued new sanctions for uh, ballistic missile tests that they did. Uh, Illegally. Yeah. So now some of the new Iranian com- companies have been hit with new sanctions because but, of the ballistic missiles test. I mean, and they said they didn't put them on right away because they wanted to get these hostages back, which is another storyline in this. Um, as we kind of talk about the Iran uh, deal, one of the issues that we did hammer out in this deal, though, is we got rights to their flag so we could design a new flag for us that we have right here. Uh, this one's going to be coming in uh, real Excellent. soon, anytime. Uh, looks, oh, it's beautiful. It's pretty nice, I think. It's beautiful. Um, well, so it's that's good. coming soon. I didn't mean to really bring up the ballistic missile thing because you can't put anything, you know, like, I don't know, a nuke or anything on a ballistic missile. No, that's stupid. That's stupid. I apologize. Um, uh, part of this was about the prisoners, though, which we said, look, if you're going to cut a freaking, give, give them $150 billion a year and freedom to do all their nuclear stuff, at least get our hostages back, which they did not do. Mm-hmm. Now they have got them back, but not part of that deal. It's because they traded oh, seven hostages, I think mm-hmm. it was, from yeah. us. So we've, again, lose that ratio every time. We give seven and get four. 
but I am, of course, happy to see that uh, you know they're coming back. It's a bad, it's a bad uh, precedent to set. Again, we're negotiating with terrorists. Never mind the hostages that they took uh, last week from our military uh, boats, and then new hostages were taken in Baghdad over the weekend. Mm. That is, they're saying is possibly they don't know yet, or at least they're tied not to admitting Iran. to tied to Iran. Mm. Yeah. Of course, you know that's true. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too is inevitable. It's, it's, it's going to happen. We should apologize uh, yeah, right now sure. for that. Yeah. Sorry. We, but it's going to happen. It's terrible. And we're sorry. so sorry. At least we're warning you about it. Yeah, we are. So, I mean, Jeffy's on the show. There's nothing we can do about it. We apologize. Stu has a, a very interesting little factoid. I thought it was interesting. Uh, about the Oscar and everyone. I don't know if anyone. I like it. Okay. I do like it. So the, the actual true. problem, though, I have a problem even talking about the Oscars because again, it's all whitewashed. Blinded by whiteness, right? Blinded by the white, right? Wasn't uh, was this Don Cheadle who's complaining about that this weekend? I don't on know. Twitter. He may have. It. That? So it was. Uh, uh, who else was up? I'll Me? I was complaining yes, about it. I was it. complaining too. Hey, what's with all Spike the whiteness? Lee. Spike I mean, Lee was all wound Spike up Lee, about of course it. he is. Of course he is. And he should be. Stuff, yeah. He should be. The Oscar nominations <laughs> should always be at least 14% black. I love that. Spike Lee's complaining as he sits courtside in a sport in a country where 13% <laughs> yeah, of Americans right. are black, but it's like 90% black. Uh, so he doesn't care about the uh, percentages being out of whack the other way. He's completely no. fine with that. Uh, loves his NBA basketball, but apparently does not like the movies not honoring African Americans enough. By the way, Don Cheadle has been nominated for Best Actor, hasn't he? Yes. For, for Hotel so, yeah. Rwanda, at yes. least. Um, yes, he was. Which was also nominated for Best Picture. It's a great movie. He was really good in that. But yeah. uh, but you came across an interesting fact. So yeah. Of... So John Cazale is that? Do you know how to pronounce his name? I don't know. How to pronounce I his name. So every movie he was ever in in his entire career was nominated for Best Picture. What? Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, let's see if I can, I can get the IMDb up, maybe. Um, That's amazing. So do you know all the movies he was in? Um, I know the big ones, but he was in Godfather, all three of them. Which, John Cazale. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, he was only in two of them? Frito. He was, he, I don't remember. Oh, okay. So he was yeah. all, I'm getting yeah. told he was only he, he killed in the second one. Um, I don't know if this is, yeah, so he was in um, Deer Hunter, nominated for Best Picture, Godfather, Deer uh, Let's see. Uh, Dog, Day Dog Day Afternoon. Godfather Part Two. The Conversation. Wow. Um, and uh, is that it? Look yeah. at that. The deer, so, yeah. You said the deer Hunter. Yeah, that's right. So he wasn't in a ton of movies, obviously. Um, but being in... Uh, uh, he went through a, a, a pretty pretty amazing uh, record to have. And I guess yeah, what, he did. a lot of the movies that he was in that didn't win Best Picture, they were just nominated, were defeated by other movies he was in that did win. <laughs> so he actually did, but he, and that's not doesn't mean he was like the biggest character in wow. all of these movies, but he was. Uh, yeah, uh, he died in uh, Fredo, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, so I, I don't know what from, but uh, so he he uh, didn't have 
Cancer. You know, I'm being told cancer. Cancer? Okay. Um, so he didn't have a chance to be in a lot of his sticks younger brother after, killed him. after the 70s. No, his younger brother killed him. It was in the documentary movie, Pat. Yeah. Well, then, that's because he was responsible for Sonny's death. That's why he had that's to go. That's correct. Right? Wasn't he? I think Fredo was the one who set yep. uh, Sonny up. Mm-hmm. And they had to take care of him. I'm always amazed by people who are so talented and die so young. And then Jeffy. And then Jeffy. Some of us just keep the talent going. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what it, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. That's the I got from that. <laughs> but I could have missed it. Somehow Jeffy sticks something. around. <laughs> it is pretty amazing, isn't it? Here's some uh, from Mental Floss. Oscar nominations that were revoked. So they nominated them and then took them back? Is that, hmm. is that what I'm led to believe here? Hmm. Uh, in uh, 1928, something called The Circus, very first Academy Award ceremony in 1929, Charlie Chaplin was nominated for four awards for The Circus. Best Actor, Best Writer, Best Director for a Comedy, an Outstanding Picture. Um, uh, believing, or more importantly, fearing that Chaplin would sweep all four categories the Academy revoked his individual nominations and instead presented him with a special honorary award for writing, acting, directing, and producing the circus. That's, that's a terrible one. Wow. Uh, Hondo, 1953. In 54, uh, the John Wayne Western was nominated for Best Story. The film was later disqualified when it was discovered that the script was based on a short story called The Gift of... Uh, Cochise, mm -hmm. and not an original work. Oh, well, that's a good revocation. That's a good revocation, revocation. yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. High Society in 1955. In 57, writers uh, Edward Burns and Elwood Ullman were nominated for Best Story for Musical Comedy, High Society, starring Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly. Uh, there was only one problem. Burns and Ullman didn't write it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they wrote instead the 1955 Bowery Boys comedy of the same name, the Academy confused the two movies and mistakenly nominated the two guys, Burns and Ullman, who very graciously withdrew their names. Screw that. I'm taking the award. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. We didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Godfather, 1972. In 73, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, of course, uh, directed uh, uh, The Godfather, nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor uh, for Marlon Brando, who, who actually wound up winning... Uh, but sent a woman to collect the statue to announce that the actor couldn't accept the statue because of the um, so um, weird. American yeah. Indian's yeah. Yeah. Uh, treatment by the film industry, uh, which is interesting. It's really but weird. the composer was also nominated for Best Original Dramatic Score, but it was later revoked when the Academy learned that uh, they used some of their own score from a different movie called Fortunella in The Godfather. Two years later, still won an yeah, Academy Award for Godfather 2. Yeah. So there you go. Hmm. All right. We've uh, revoked paychecks from Jeffy before. Yeah, uh, only all of them, though. Yeah, only all only of them. All of them. Uh, and and the, the issue seems to be that he just doesn't seem to work at work. Right. You, you come to work, but you don't actually here every day, work at work. Every And he day. also uh, sucks. So mm. I'm here every day, Stu. What are you going to do? You are every here every day. day, and we don't work every day, which is weird. You're in the building anyway. What do you do here? I know you got that Saturday work. morning radio show thing that you do work. that you can get on SoundCloud or at theblaze.com <laughs> slash radio. But other than that, what exactly do you do here? Really, I don't, shouldn't be anything else, but you know, there is more. <clears throat> we agree. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be anything else. Also from uh, Mental Floss, products that help you keep your New Year's resolution. This is something I'm very concerned about. 
uh, because I've made so many New Year's resolutions. Did you do the fat resolution thing this yeah, year? Yeah, I, I have resolved to lose 190 pounds. 190? Mm-hmm. Jeffy, how it's many? It's a goal. How many That'll get me down to 400. It's a goal. That'll yeah. get me down to 400. And that's a good number. Yeah, that's a good I think that's a, a good goal. number. It's four, I carry 400 pounds better than most people. Oh, yeah. It, looks like, it only looks like about 380 on me. <laughs> Because I'm so muscular, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, I personally yeah. know exactly what you, you know mean, what I mean. Uh, Wait, no, Jeffy's uh, being an athletic, athletic fat guy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, I do. Listen, it's, so, it's a, how yes, you doing on your resolutions? Oh, great. It's across. You know, I uh-huh. some of us have to bear. Right. That's what does exactly that mean? Right. Uh, have you have you come up with a New Year's resolution? Did you seriously do any? Do you try to ever think about trying to make <laughs> no yourself way. a better person? <laughs> what? A better person. Uh, uh, I think know. like Donald Trump, you believe you can't get any better than I you are. I try to live a good right? life. Yeah, I try yeah, to yeah. do the good to treat people yeah. right all the time. Uh, did you really do the fat one this year? No. I, 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 I mean, I'm trying. <laughs> I did not. Just, I don't, I didn't actually make a, is. I didn't oh, make yeah. a resolution, but I am trying to lose weight. I am, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. But, but I, I, mean, I don't do the resolution. Oh. Because it doesn't, it just doesn't work. I mean, it, the resolution so. is just a way of saying, okay, I'm, I got to turn it around here. I mean, you've had yeah. the holidays. I've been pounding food in my mouth for the last three months. I got to get this. Because if you miss that first month coming back, then the Super Bowl parties hit, and then you know you're kind of, then you got Valentine's Day. Look, there's, there's candy always an around. Excuse. There's always there an excuse. Always. That's what's so great about capitalism. There's always a reason to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's if you go down that road too far. Then it's another year of fatness. Like I, you need to like at next least you know, bounce back from the holidays you know, a little bit. Yeah, seventy years of fatness. You keep going down those roads. I'm just saying. And that's uh, what you had when you first turned 120. Uh, <laughs> seventy back years in of 17, fatness. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because it is hard. It gets harder and harder to reverse as you get older. I'm noticing. Like it used to be days. Eh, you know, you, you get back and you can go back play some sports. Yeah, you, you, you start eating better, and it would go right away. It, yeah, it's now it's yeah. like it stops happening a slog. after a while. Yeah, it's it gets tougher. It really does. Welcome to old people talk. Yeah, But there's a resolution here, a product that will help you keep your resolution to be less stressed. Uh, True Medic, some kind of uh, massager that's 140 bucks. I like that. We can't all afford a masseuse who makes house calls, so. Those who want to be less stressed in the new year should pick up this baby right here. Not the girl, but the uh, thing that's on the girl. Oh. The portable massager provides relief all over the body and costs about as much as a single massage. 140 bucks. That How about the, good. I like that. So you just move it down your body and, and kind of hold it with your arms, and oh. it rubs you in that place. That's nice. That's a, exactly my point. What was that description? Nice. I think exactly you're describing a different point. product. I like that. You, you may actually be describing the girl there. <laughs> I might have been. Okay, uh, how about, let's, uh, they could say Either you can, or. they also are like, you can meditate. Yeah, thanks. How about a Himalayan sea salt foot care kit? Jeffy, this seems like you. No, you're a big thank fo- you. You're a big foot guy. No, thank you. Jeffy's a big People foot guy. People don't realize that. Yeah, but you haven't tried sea salt on your feet, have you? Um, you got to try it. Sea salt, it, it makes all the difference. What's the deal with your feet again? Have we ever gotten to the bottom of that? <laughs> We've never gotten to the bottom of his feet. Because Jeffy will Thank not. Himalayan sea salt foot good. Oh, nasty. Yeah. Jeffy 48 will bucks. not expose his feet to anyone. Yeah, but still, you got to scrape them and stuff. Oof. Jeffy will not expose his feet to anyone, which is the only body part he won't expose. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I don't want to see his feet, but I am curious as to what the deal is. Like, are they webbed? Would you say they're webbed? 
Do you have one hundred percent? No. <laughs> okay. All right. No. Uh, there's also a grocery and meal planner for sixteen bucks. You're going to the grocery store without a plan. It's asking to buy more than you need, of course. It's a waste of food and money. Uh, avoid that problem with this nice little set right here. She'll encourage you to plan your meals uh, for the week and jot down a grocery list. My wife actually does that. She's really? so efficient. I will say, um, yeah. uh, the one of the products I talk about on uh, radio on the radio side is this Blue Apron thing. It's yeah. freaking amazing. So they just send you this like this box of stuff, and it's all like you know refrigerated and stuff, so you don't have to like worry about being there when they deliver it. Mm -hmm. And in there is all of the ingredients you need to make like w the one we have is three different meals. Um, so it, you have all the stuff to make them, and it's all the stuff in the right amounts. So like if you're supposed to add salt, they'll be like a teaspoon of salt. This just comes in. You just get the exact amount of salt you need. You dump all of it in there, and like so the the recipes and they're all awesome recipes. They're made, like, specifically so that idiots like us can actually make them right. It's, it's really? a really cool service. Uh, check it out at blueapron.com slash stew. Not a paid commercial, but check it out if you would like to. I would like um, to. Yeah, it's really cool. Okay. Um, how about uh, the Hydro Flask Food Flask? Uh, don't buy lunch. Pack it in a double-walled stainless steel container. Look, they're smiling. They must love it. That's kind of cool. Which keeps uh, hot foods hot and cold foods Both cold. Both Smiling. Uh, they love that product. They're like really pleased. They they are happy with that product. <laughs> so you gotta go buy that one, right? Isn't that just a thermos though? Uh, yeah, basically it looks okay. like it. Uh, how about the new you sleep system? This is a mere. I mean, for just under five hundred bucks, you can have this. Five hundred dollars. The system is based on your body's uh, circadian rhythm. Mm. Uh, the device, which fits over your mattress, warms you as you fall asleep, then cools during the night. I like that. When it's time to wake up, it warms again. You control the system using your uh, a phone app. Just uh, set mm. the starting temp, and then the system tells you when you're heading to bed, and it will do the rest. I I actually kind of like that, but that's five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars, a, a little pricey. Uh, yeah, because it, it feels a little experimental for my five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'd want to make sure from somebody that that works before I tried it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, how about the HIBR pillow? Is it? Hybrid pillow? Is that what they're trying? Probably. I don't know. Uh, there you go. It's uh, three varieties, simple side and silhouette, engineered to stay cool and allow you to get a better night's sleep. I will say that the temperature thing is something that um, uh, keeps me up. Like, I, mm -hmm. like I, I can't, it's hard to get that right temperature. It is. You know, you get under a bunch of blankets when it's because it's really cold. I like it cold when I go to sleep. So me too. I get underneath a lot of blankets. And then really you cold. snuggle under the blankets yep, and you get and then, really warm. Like three in the morning, I wake up just like sweating. Hot as a pig. <laughs> and that could be because we're welcome um, to old people talk overweight. Yeah, no, this is this is what happens when you get old. I'm, I mean, that's just what happens. I was getting night sweats. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks. Well, and I not, can't, I'm, I can't sleep because of my sleep. restless leg syndrome. <laughs> I know it seems yeah, crazy, was, Jeffy, but not everyone deals with the all day sweats like you do. Uh, some people. <laughs> I never forget that day. He was sitting right there where you are, that's and right. you had the day off, and all of a sudden. The, oh, the day no, no. sweats just started coming. It was like Niagara Falls, man. We had, uh, how many towels did you soak? No, we did not have enough to, but paper towels. <laughs> I needed a real towel. It was like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> Go to the hospital, man. Yeah. No, nah, it's just what happens sometimes. <laughs> hey, no, that was weird. And <laughs> people really thought you were, we were again, I bring, up, I, I bring this up because so uh, I care about you so much. But how are you alive? How is that? It's a really How? good question. It's a really good question. How Jeff. are you alive? Yeah, it's a good question. How? It's amazing. Modern 
medical. Med the wonder of medicine. Are wonderful, aren't they? Yeah. All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do is coming up. What I'm saying, Pat. How? No one knows. Still moving. No one knows. Science. Breathing and is there is no consensus on it. I'll possible. tell you that. Yeah. Most you know. people say he's not alive. Maybe the walking dead. Yeah. Finally, the real truth about food comes out. And the conclusion from the Washington Post, no food is healthy. Not even kale. <laughs> In the 1970s, nobody questioned whether eggs really were the heart attack risk a nutritionist warned us about. Now, of course, eggs have become a cherished food that... Lots of people raise their own eggs. Yeah, I would have said the reverse, that it was okay <clears throat> in the 70s and now it's bad. Well, no, it, it was a big okay. cholesterol thing in yeah. the 70s. It was okay, and then in the 80s or 90s, I think it wasn't okay, and then it was okay again. Yeah. <laughs> and then they so had it was big, okay, not okay, okay. Yeah, it was okay, then it was not okay, and then it was the incredible edible egg, and then it was not okay, and then it was not okay again. Right. <laughs> and I'm not sure where works. we stand on eggs now, but they're not healthy, so don't <laughs> eat them. Uh, this country will never have a healthy food supply, according to... <laughs> Harry Balzer, uh, an NPD group anal analyst uh, and a gleeful cynic when it comes to the American food shopper. Never, because the moment something becomes popular, someone will find a reason why it's not healthy. So uh, he is the most dangerous term of all, which is healthy. We're told by ev everyone from doctors to nutritionists to food magazines and newspapers, eat healthy food. We take for granted that a kale salad is healthy at a Big Mac with fries isn't. He says, I submit to you that our beloved kale salads are not healthy, and we're confusing ourselves by believing they are. They're not healthy, they're nutritious. They may be delicious when prepared well, and the kale itself, while in the ground, may have been a healthy crop. But the kale on your plate is not healthy, and to describe it as such obscures what is most important about kale salad, packed with nutrients your body needs. And, and see... I guess that's the point on virtually every food. It's yes. got some something in it, right? Right. Except for maybe lettuce. Lettuce has almost no nutritional value, but most food does. Right. And well, it, iceberg lettuce, right? I mean, the other yeah. lettuces do. Iceberg green lettuce. I don't buy that either. Yeah. I'm off of that. Like I was. Saying, I love I, iceberg I, lettuce. I had a salad last night. Right. I know. Shocking. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I was taking the salad out and looking at it, and it's, <clears> I, it, I think it's just leaves. I think they just found leaves on a tree mm -hmm. and just put it in there. And they're like, you know, they just walked out to like their. They should take they that put back a bunch if, it's, if you bought the wrong, if you just bought tree it's leaves. It's just leaves. Salad. It's leaves. And like they're trying, oh, this is really expensive salad. It's salad that you, wow, it's a million dollars a box. It's like, no, you just took leaves off of trees. I, some salad looks like that. It does. It does. And uh, it tastes like that, too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, I mean iceberg tastes good with dressing on it. Iceberg, actually, I like the taste of iceberg. I do, too. You know? I love iceberg. You know what lettuce. I really like it? When it's shredded. When they do that shredding, you know, like, you know how they have shredded lettuce on sandwiches sometimes? You ever have a salad with shredded lettuce? It's really good. I don't know why. There's something about it being chopped up into little pieces that makes it tolerable. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, he goes on to say, um, if all you ate was kale, you would become sick. So, obviously, it can't be healthy because if every all you ate was kale, you'd become sick. That's a good point. Healthy is a bankrupt word, which I would tend to agree with. Do we have time for this? Uh, no, we probably don't. Do we? Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, uh, here's the do. old FDA food guidelines. Watch this. Okay. I'm going to. Butter and margarine contain fats. They give you energy in a different way from breads and cereals. 
Whole grain breads like whole wheat and rye are especially good for you. Meat is good for you, and there are many kinds. There's beef, there's pork and ham, there's lamb. And egg a day is good for you too. Boiled, fried, scrambled, poached, or any way. Potatoes, for instance, are an energy food. And baked potatoes, eaten with their skins and butter or margarine, have lots of vitamins and minerals, too. Milk is about the most perfect food there is. A glass full at every meal is good for you. And with one more, that makes a quart a day. Wow. Vitamin D milk helps build strong bones and teeth. Uh-huh. Okay. A yeah. pop-up video in there, and you can see the uh, uh, the information on the Washington Post website. But the last yeah. thing they say is some scientists don't believe saturated fat has anything to do with heart disease. <laughs> Oops! Wow. Oops! They've been telling us that for how long? Wow! And now they're reversing that too. Yay! Saturated fat.